Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now that verse sums up the first two chapters of Genesis, which describe all six days. So it kind of unravels like an onion. First, you get this one verse that sums up the first two chapters. Then it will describe all seven days. And then there will, I believe in chapter three, it focuses in on day six. So it, it does unravel like an onion. And with each retelling, you get more details of specific events within the creation. Now, another thing I want you to notice about verse one is that it says, in the beginning, this is not God's beginning. He is without end. He exists in eternity, which is outside of time. You and I exist in time right now. Time will come to an end. But this is describing the beginning of time as we know it. Verse 2, Now the earth was unformed and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. Now there's two ways you can read this. Either the earth did not exist at all, and there was nothing but water, or the earth did have some sort of an existence, but it was not in the shape and form that it is today. Either way, you can see that God has a spirit, just like you and I do, and his spirit hovers over the waters. And we'll talk more about waters later on in this chapter. Verse 3, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Now, God is light, and this is stated multiple times in the Old and New Testament. God is light. And you'll notice that light existed before the sun, moon, and stars, which means that we do not require the sun, moon, and stars to have light. All light comes from God, and God sent light to the earth before he created the sun, moon, and stars. <clears throat> so we must remember that and not worship sun, moon, and stars. Verse 4. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Verse 5, And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and there was evening, and there was morning, one day. Two things to note. Number one, not only did light exist before the sun, moon, and stars, but also day and night were appointed and existed before the sun, moon, and stars. So again, it shows you how little important the sun, moon, and stars are. They're just another beautiful aspect of creation. We do need them, but we're not dependent on them for, for light or to have day and night. And we'll read more about that here in a minute. Another thing I want you to know is that it will always say evening and morning makes a day. It will never say morning and evening because in, in the Bible, a day always begins in the evening, never the morning. Contrary to popular modern culture, which demands that a day begin in the morning, in reality, according to God's creation, days always begin in the evening. And that is because we started out in darkness and then God shun his light on us. So it symbolizes the fact that 
a day actually begins in the evening symbolizes how we started out with nothing. We didn't exist. Nothing exists existed until God made it, including light. And throughout the entire Bible, and I'll continue pointing this out in every verse we come to that discusses it, a day will always begin in the evening. Okay, verse 6, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. This is why ancient people and some people today believe that space is made of water, because The Bible is stating here that the atmosphere, what the Bible calls firmament, is in between waters above and waters below. So the waters below the atmosphere, or the firmament, would be like the ocean and the seas and the rivers. And the waters above the firmament would be space. So it's okay if you don't agree with that. But that seems to be what the Bible is saying, that space actually is full of water. 7. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. 8. And God called the firmament heaven, and there was evening, and there was morning, a second day. Now, in the Bible, there's three heavens. There's the atmosphere where we breathe air, which is what this verse is talking about. Then there's space, and then there's God's home, which is also called heaven, and it's above space. And then space would be in between our atmosphere and God's heavenly realm. Verse 9, And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. So this shows us that when God first created earth, uh, water covered the entire planet. And he had to separate, he had to move the water off the land to make land. So the land was under there, but the water had to be moved off the top of it. So this shows you that God is actually holding the oceans and the seas and the rivers in place. Because originally, all of that water was covering land. Verse 10, And God called the dry land earth, and gathering together, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. 11, And God said, Let the earth put forth grass, herb, yielding seed, and fruit tree bearing fruit after its kind, wherein is the seed thereof upon the earth. And it was so. Two things to note. Number one, God designed everything to come from its own kind. So in other words, daisies make more daisies, and tulips make more tulips, and birds, you know, robins make robins. more. They multiply into robins. So it's contrary to God's design if anything comes out from something that it's not supposed to come from. It, and it's contrary to God's design to combine um, g- genes that aren't supposed to be combined. So for instance, when you combine a horse and a donkey, you get a mule. But mules are not according to God's creation because horses aren't supposed to mate with donkeys. They're not the same kind. So that's why mules are basically mentally retarded. That's why they're stubborn. And they can't reproduce because they're not according to God's design. 
And then the other thing to note is um, that here again, you get another startling reality. Plants existed and grew and populated before the sun was created. The sun hasn't been created yet. So we already have light, we have day and night, and we have plants growing on the planet, all without the sun. And even today, people have their growing plants in darkness because you don't need the sun for plants to grow, contrary to popular modern-day myth that we're dependent on the sun for our existence. We're actually not. We do need the sun. It's a great blessing. But the plants can grow without it. 13. And there was evening and there was morning, a third day. 14. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. So now we're getting into the day where God did create the sun, moon, and stars. And we find out that the reason he created it was for two things. When he said to divide the day from night, well, the day and night had already been divided, okay? But what he means is one will show us when it's day and the other will show us when it's night. So it's kind of for man's benefit so that we'll know when we see the sun, it is not nighttime. And when we see the stars, it is not day. And that, that will help discern between the two. And you'll notice that when the stars are bright, you can't see the sun. When the sun is bright, you can't see the stars. And that also helps you to discern. Plus, the, they are for seasons and, and signs. They tell us when to, when to plant the crops, when to harvest the crops, when to get up, when to go to sleep. So they, they, they are aiding us in understanding how time works and how the seasons work. So they do have a great purpose, but it wasn't to give us day and night or to make the plants grow. 16. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. 17. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. Now again, this is the first heaven. This is our um, atmosphere type heaven. Now you'll, now you'll say, but, but the sun, moon, and stars aren't in the atmosphere, but the ancient people thought they were. <laughs> so I think it's up for debate. 18. And to rule over the day and over the night. By the way, I'm not a flat earther, so don't think I'm going there. Verse 18, and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. 19, and there was evening and there was morning, a fourth day. So the fourth day has passed. 20, and God said, let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures and let fowl fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. Now, this is the day that he created both all the fish and everything that lives in the water and all the birds and everything that lives in the sky or travels by sky. So it's kind of neat how he created the fish on the same day that he created the birds. I like that. 21. And God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that creepeth wherewith the waters swarmed after its kind and every winged fowl after its kind. And God saw that it was good. Now, when he's talking about creatures that creep in the sea, Obviously, that's lobster, crab, anything that, anything that walks on the bottom of the ocean, okay? 22. 
And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. So he didn't say this to the plants, which to me is a sign that the plants do not have a soul. They have plant bodies, but that's it. But now he actually speaks to the souls of living creatures, the fish and the birds, and he tells them to be fruitful and multiply. So fish and birds have souls. To me, that's what it shows. Now, animals do not have spirits. They're not created in God's image, but we'll get to that later. 23. And there was evening and there was morning, a fifth day. 24. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creatures after its kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beasts of the earth after its kind. And it was so. So now, not only do we have the cattle and the other creatures the other land animals that walk on land, because this is the day that he's making land animals. This is day six. But he's also making things that creep on the land, like lizards and bugs and anything that creeps. 25. And God made the beasts of the earth after its kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the ground after its kind. And God saw that it was good. And again, everything follows its kind. So today where we have genetic manipulation, where we're combining species, we're not supposed to do that. That's against God's plan. 26. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now, two things to point out here. This is one of two times in the Bible where God speaks at, at, about himself in plural form. He says, let us. I don't believe he's speaking to the angels because angels cannot create. So he's not speaking to the angels. He is speaking to himself. Remember, God is three persons in one. And it's not that hard of a mystery to understand because you are also three in one. You have a body, a soul, and a spirit. Your body identifies you visually. Your soul is your personality, just like animals have souls. They also have personalities. And your spirit knows right from wrong. That's the part that animals don't have. They don't, they don't know right from wrong. They don't have a spirit. And that's why animals are innocent. But people can sin. Animals can't sin because they don't know right from wrong. Uh, but humans do know right from wrong. And that's why humans are capable of sin. And that's why we are also created in God's image. God also knows right from wrong. The other thing to notice here is that, well, he's saying us. There, he could be saying us for one of two reasons. Either he's speaking to himself as the three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, or he's speaking as monarchs speak um, when they say we, meaning for the benefit of all, um, meaning I'm doing this, this is my decision, but it's for everybody's benefit. So he could have been speaking to the angels, but not calling them us, you know, because they can't create. The other thing I wanted to say was that this verse kind of knocks the um, dominion theology out the window because it clearly states what we have dominion over. According to dominion theology, we have, we have dominion over economics, government, art, literature, TV, and all these things that are man-made 
institutions. But according to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, we only have dominion over the souls, the other souls that are not humans and not created in God's image, which are the animals. We, we were given div- dominion over the animals. We were not given dominion over man-made institutions, according to this verse. So I just wanted to point that out. Verse 26, And God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Now a lot of people think this means that God is male and female. And I'll get into it more later in the Bible, but God is only male he doesn't have sexual organs. He, he doesn't reproduce himself. But he is spiritually male. And just to put it in a nutshell, every single pronoun in the Bible that refers to God is male. And male means one. one. And as the Bible says, our God is one. Female means many. Female represents many. So there's nothing wrong with females. And females humans are in God's image because we also have a spirit. So we're in God's image. But from females come other people because females have babies and females represent many. That's why Christ, his, his, his church is a bride because the bride is female. He is the bridegroom because the bride is, the bridegroom is one. So there's only one God, but there's billions of people. So spiritually, mankind is female in the spirit realm compared to God, who is one, and he is male. So God is male, but he created us male and female so that we can reproduce. 28. And God blessed them, and he said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over everything, living thing that creepeth upon the earth. And again, this command was given to all men, not just Christians. It says, subdue the earth. The earth is the land and the water. It says, have dominion over the fish of the sea, and the fowl of the air, and the, and the beasts of the earth. So we have dominion over the living souls that are not created in God's image. We're to subdue the water and the seas, but we don't have dominion over man-made institutions. 29. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb yielding seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for food. So he gave man basically vegetables and herbs to eat, fruit, fruit and herbs. That doesn't mean that it's a sin to eat meat because later on in the Bible, we will see that not only does God give man permission to eat meat, but even further on, he commands man to eat meat. Okay, we'll see that. That, um, that once we get to, to the flood, at that point, God gives us permission to eat meat. And then when we get to Exodus, God actually commands the Israelites, to eat lamb. And then when we get to the New Testament, Jesus serves his disciples fish, and he eats fish, and he serves fish to many other people, thousands of people. And he also eats the Passover lamb with his disciples. So Jesus eats meat 
and serves meat to other people, both Christian and non-Christian. So it's not a sin to eat meat, but when we were first created, we were created to eat herbs and fruit. 30. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, where, wherein there is a living soul. And again, all animals have souls, but they don't have spirits. That's why they're not in God's image. I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. So all the animals get to eat herbs, and all the people get to eat herbs plus fruit. 31. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. And that concludes the sixth day, which ends in the morning. And you and I think that the morning is the beginning, but it ended in the morning. Evening is the beginning, and the morning is the end of a day. And we'll see this again repeated all throughout Scripture. That concludes Genesis 1.